Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool, Season 2, Episode 2, Fun Fact. Um, exactly one year ago today, or tonight, was when we had our very first guest, Dr. Rob Garcia, on. Um, we don't have a guest tonight. We're actually going to be covering some really cool stuff. We'll uh, go with that in just a moment. But um, happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Hey. Um, I'm your host, uh, JD, and to yes, my right is. is my hot and funny wife. Yes, Pat. I am. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this sorry. is this is kind of going to be the cat show tonight because she did a shit ton of preparation. I did a lot of research. I but, did not, but I did this research like a week ago, a week and a half ago, because I thought we we're going to pre-record a while back. Uh, but because of our schedules, we're having to pre-record a little. Not just our schedules. Uh, we have a six-year-old that likes to split his chin open and that too, and wind up in the emergency room. So, um, so hopefully I don't have to read my notes, and I've got it down. Um, oh, I'm definitely reading my notes. But I might have to like actually like news reporter it. But I'll try to like make eye contact and make you feel important. So uh, tonight we are calling this episode the uh, Lovers Lane uh, Death Wish. You'll yes. find out why. Um, that's also the name of the drink that I invented for tonight. Yes, it um, is. I'm going to go ahead and start getting the stuff together. Um, Do you want me to explain the show? Well, Kat explains the show to you. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So uh, the reason we're having this particular show is because recently a man named uh, Gary Francis Post died near this Sierra Mountains. And a group called the Codebreakers, which are a bunch of like... uh, military police officer FBI agents that are all mostly retired they're like a group of like sleuths um, said that there was like an overwhelming amount of evidence in this guy's house that is proving that he was in fact the Zodiac Killer or was he Probably not. Uh, so <laughs> what this show is going to go over is basically the known murders, uh, the letters, the potential murders, and the speculated killers of the Zodiac Killer. Because he is, as you know, the most prolific unknown killer not, not the, of the Not the history. most prolific. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, he didn't kill the amount of people like... Um, the Night Stalker and Ted no, Bundy. Ted no, of course not. No, no, no. But... His mystique the f- and the fact that he taunted as much as he did and still got away with it. Absolutely. His arrogance. And- normally, arrogance gets these guys caught, and it was kind of his staple. And he yes. never, or or she, he or she. Let's let's <laughs> let's be woke. Yeah. Here how dare show. you? How dare yeah. you? So tonight's drink <laughs> is called the uh, Lovers Lane. All right, Death give it Wish. to us. Uh, you're gonna have a uh, one ounce of vodka. We're using Tito's because. They don't pay us. It's what's in our liquor cabinet. I like it for my martinis. I'm a martini drinker, not a gin martini. How dare you filthy bastards who drink gin? No, I am a vodka. Gin tastes like Aquanet hairspray from the 80s. <laughs> it tastes like my older sister doing her hair before school. <laughs> we love you, Kathy. Hired a hair, close to the G. Then you're going to do one ounce of white or silver rum. I got this aged uh, rum on a whim because uh, they ran out of rum silver. This is a Cruzan C-R-U-Z-A-N. Again, they don't pay us. It's just what we happen to have. You don't have to tell them. Um, Then you're going to do equal parts, a half ounce each of lime juice and simple syrup. Um, If you don't have simple syrup, you can easily make it by just putting equal parts sugar sugar. and water and just boiling it until it goes into solution. uh, Going into solution means you cannot separate the parts once they're together. So, uh, JD said that, that the Zodiac Killer didn't kill as many as most. Uh, there is five confirmed kills from the Zodiac Killer. Um, he's claimed many more. He's actually claimed 37 victims. 
So you're going to top it off <gasps> with three you to four. You ran out of cherry juice. Hold on. I'll be right back. No, there's a little bit. No, there's not so you're going to top it off with uh, three to four ounces of lemonade, just depending on what size glass you got. We got pint glasses here. Also, depends on what kind of ice you're using. And Kat's like trying to break stuff. <laughs> There's the cherry juice in the cherries, baby. So then you're going to drizzle around the top some uh, grenadine or cherry juice. We got cherry juice because uh, we're ghetto and we go with what's on sale. I'm back. Hi. <laughs> What have you been up to since I? But left? it's pretty much just going to emulate the blood being shed on Lover's Lane. Wow, that's a that was real creepy. Like real. That's creepy. what it is. <laughs> and then, <laughs> good for you, man. Garnish with a cherry. I'm not big on maraschino mm. cherries, so anytime we get something with it in it, uh, I give it to JD. So thank you. It looks real pretty. Look, 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 everybody. It looks gorgeous. I'm gonna give cherry JD my cherry because I couldn't give him my cherry. <laughs> I, I've had it. <laughs> not that, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not like that. So JD's gonna be doing the sponsors here once he has uh well, taste Given it. Given a plethora. Tell me, tell me oh, what you think of this oh. drink. Well, I've had it. He made it the other night for me. Dad, we pre-gamed a little bit before. We, we really did. And then he said, drink it fast. We're about to start. I'm like, uh, okay. This has multiple alcohols in it. It's only a couple ounces. It's fine. That is so good. So it, it tastes like uh, you should be making love in the back of a, you know, 57 Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. You know. Not getting stalked by some kind of psycho. Or how killer. about a Rambler? Because that's uh, the car, car they were using for the first murder. The other one was uh, the second murder was a Corvair, Corvier, Corvair. There you go, Corvair. Yeah, yeah. That's so, in case car. you were wondering, I don't know if I put that in there. I think I did with the Rambler, but I don't know if I did with the Corvair. And the so, third one, he actually carved something or like wrote something well, on the. Well, we'll get into that. We got to do our sponsors so we yeah, can move okay, forward. Awesome. So our first sponsor, as always, is Five by Five Brewing Company. They're a battle-born and Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas. Co-founded by... Oh, my God. I can't talk. Co-founded by Army vet George Rice. With beers like the 40-millimeter stout, brunette bombshell, and foobar, it's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas markets from the valley to the coastal bend. And now they're moving into central Texas, the hill country, and farther northeast Texas, um, going towards the Houston area. Uh, to find out more information about them, go to 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com slash 5x5brewing. How about you request them at your local bar or restaurant? Because then they could start carrying them. Or grocer. Or grocer. Like H-E-B. Like H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can give them a call directly at uh, 956-445-5421 or email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. Real nice. Real nice. And if you see me, for some reason, my mouse has not been working and I have to like use the actual trackpad on Question. the... Question. Uh... Is that a euphemism? No. Oh. I wish it was. It'd be so much easier. If your mouse didn't work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm kind of glad your mouse doesn't work because then it wouldn't help my mouse. Wait. <laughs> my ma Hey, my mouse works. There's no problems with my mouse. I don't like calling it your mouse, it makes it seem like small and it's adorable. Little, it's little, and like, oh, a little tit mouse. He squeaks. Why does he squeak? It's got to be a medical condition. It's a little tit mouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on the rails. Our next sponsor is OMOG oh, Construction, no. founded by Marine vet Seth Knox and his buddy Matt Anders. Oh, it's going to be real bad. They are general contractors serving the greater Houston area with uh, focus on concrete. <laughs> No job too big or too small. From residential to commercial and industrial foundations and pads, OMOG Construction has you covered. 
Uh, you can find them at omogco.com, facebook.com slash omogco. That's Omaco. Or Instagram, omogco. That stands for one Mexican, one wedo. Uh, Amoco. Yeah. Wedo is a uh, Spanish slang for white dude. So one Mexican, one white dude. Good so yeah, that is our sponsors for this week. And we are going to move on to this fun episode Covering Super. five decades of mystery of, of the Zodiac Killer. So Love this it. is pretty much going to be the cat show. She's done all the prep. I just found like stupid facts. I am now and shit, an so. official internet sleuth. Thank you. Hold your applause. <laughs> so are you are you a sleuth if, if you haven't solved know. anything or, or yeah, is it just... Oh, I'm sorry. How many sleuths out there call themselves sleuths but haven't solved shit? I know. Are they fucking They've sleuths? speculated and I'm going to speculate tonight and I'm going to tell you who I think is the real killer. Tom Brady. Shocker. It's not the person you think... Well, it is because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Tom Brady. Actually, there's been crazier... <laughs> There's been crazier theories out there than Tom Brady. So let's get into it. Like a gosh darn professional. I have eight pages of notes. We have paper. Eight pages. So we're going to start with the first murder, first known murder by the Zodiac Killer. So that would be the Lake Herman Road murder. December 20th, 1968, David Faraday, who was a high school student outside of Benicia, I'm going to try to pronounce this right. Benicia, California, decided to go on a first date with uh, Betty Lou Jensen. So they planned on going. Oh, why are you staring at me like that? I'm just. All right. Uh, they decided to go to the Christmas concert that was going to be at the high school that night at Hogan High School. So he picked her up and plans kind of like warped and modified a little bit. So instead of going straight to the Christmas concert, not not yet. Not yet. Calm down. Um, they went to a friend's house, hung out for a little bit, went to a local restaurant, uh, had dinner, did go to the concert that started at 10 or, uh, yeah, started at 10 or a little bit before 10. And, uh, they only, they didn't stay long. So they left, they left by 10 o'clock and made it to the Lake Herman road. Uh, it's like a park area. It's actually next to the water treatment plant. You like kind of pull in. So there's like double gates. It's. It's the lovers. So you're making out. It's the lovers' lane. The lovers' the lane is next to the shit plant. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey hold your breath. Like Let's that. go make out. Hey, look, any stanky ass girls? That's the place to hook up. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, they did actually wind up going to Christmas concert by some accounts, um, but they weren't there very long before they decided to bolt and go to Lovers' Lane. So they got to Lovers' Lane around 10:15. So sometime between 10.15 and 11 p.m., um, this by forensic evidence, of course, because unfortunately both uh, Faraday and Jensen didn't make it, um, by forensic evidence, a car pulled up behind them, uh, Came the person came to the passenger side of the vehicle, and it, it, they requested Jensen get out of the car. Betty Lou Jensen got out. And as David Faraday was exiting the vehicle, he was executed, shot once in the back of the head um, with a 22 caliber pistol and died instantly. Betty Lou panicked. She ran and was shot in the back five times. So that's crazy because a 22 is generally not used for murders. 
Well, oh, well, good for you. I'm so glad that you can have, I don't know. They found shell casings. They found boot prints. And several times that day and evening, um, various witnesses saw a white four-door Impala parked there. Uh, at one point, one of the locals even went up to the vehicle um, to see if someone was inside the vehicle because, like I said, it was by an open gate next to water treatment plants. They're like, whoa, by like the water department. So they're like, whoa, what are you doing here? And no one was in the vehicle. So they're they're speculating that that was the vehicle used by the killer since it, it was only that day they'd seen that vehicle and they'd seen it by various witnesses through the day. But at 11 p.m., a local named Stella Borges, she actually found the victims. Both of them were dead on the scene. So that was out of Benicio, California. So that was, um, they are still technically involved in the investigation, but uh, they are not spearheading the Zodiac investigation anymore. They've actually turned it over to the uh, Viejo, California Police Department. And and I'll explain. So the FBI doesn't lead this? Uh, That's the thing. No, I haven't seen anything like I know that the FBI was involved at some point, but like they aren't spearheading this investigation. This is a cold case that was actually shut down in like 2004 or something and then was reopened a few years later in 2007. So this is a cold case. So this was closed. Okay, so so let's just put all this in perspective right now. So this this was 1968. 1968. Let's say the youngest the guy could have been would be, just to keep the math simple, let's say 20 years old, right? Great example. 68, 78, 88, 98, 08, 18. Uh Uh-huh. So that's 50, that's 70. So the dude is, if he was alive right now, has to be at least minimum 72 to 75 years old. Okay. Um, the... and that's saying that <laughs> I believe that's saying if the if, if the killer was young when he made the first kill or the first known kill. Yes. So, so Francis, uh, Gary Francis Post was I believe seventy eight or eighty when he died. So in two thousand eighteen. So just to give you what you know a perspective of things, not to say he's it, just to give you a perspective. So that was the first known murders. Both of them died. Um, That's two. Two of his known victims. And I'll explain later how they know they were the same victims of the Zodiac Killer. So on to the... Do you have anything else to add, sweetheart? Um, My love? I think anything I have is stuff that can be added later. Super. Not not necessarily like the first... First couple of murders. Got it. So uh, six months later, uh, July 4th. uh, Oh my gosh. Michael... Maga, Maga, is that right? Mago, Mago, Michael. <laughs> he better not be watching and be real embarrassed. Uh, so Michael Mago, we'll call him Michael Mago. Uh, and like Jar- Darlene Farron. Darlene was a uh, early twenties. Michael was a friend of hers. She was apparently married. Uh, she was a waitress. Uh, they were just friends hanging out. Uh, they decided to go parking around midnight on July 4th in uh, Blue Rock Springs Park in Viejo, California. So uh, just before midnight, um, they did have a light brown vehicle pull up beside them and shut their lights off. Instantly turned the lights back on, drove off. They didn't think anything of it. 
a little bit after they had. Oh, what my are goodness. you doing? Oh, well, my thank elbow you. Hit the button. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> You're like, you're doing a great job. You deserve a round of applause. <laughs> um, so a little bit after <laughs> they had a group of teenagers come, set off fireworks next to them. No big deal. They drove off. And within 10 minutes, they had a, another vehicle pull up. Same vehicle. They believe the first vehicle that pulled up beside them pulled up behind them with the lights on, kind of blinding them. Michael was in the passenger side and Darlene was in the driver's side. So oh, it's kind of like us when we first started dating. You had the car and I didn't. Because you were a mooch. Like, what do you I wasn't mean? a mooch. I was a musician. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Scrub. Um, so <laughs> the guy got out of the car, which the passenger side with a high intensity flashlight and a gun in his hand that uh, Michael identified as a nine millimeter Luger. So he comes as he's walking up. They're thinking it's a police officer. He's got a gun and a flashlight. They think it's a police officer. So Michael goes to reach for his wallet when as soon as he gets to the passenger side car, he opens fire and shoots them through the window of the passenger side vehicle. So a lot of the bullets, he went, he put five rounds in through the car. Some of the bullets passed through Michael and went into Darlene, who was in the driver's side. Um, the guy, as soon as he fires the five, slowly walks away, going back towards his vehicle. Michael scrambles to get in the back seat and starts yelling for help. The guy hears him, comes back, puts two more rounds in each. Two more rounds in Michael Mago and two more in Darlene Farron. Um, so <laughs> uh, the assailant walks away. He gets in his vehicle, drives off. According to Michael, he screeched his vehicles, but, you know, like screeched his tires getting out of there. But later the Zodiac killer's like, no, no, I drove off calmly. Of course he would say that. He's a, a sociopath. So um, around 1240 a.m., the killer actually went to a payphone right around the corner from the police station and within a half mile of Darlene's house, used a payphone to call the police station. When he called the police station, he talked to Nancy Stover, who was the dispatcher. Um, do you have there what he said? No, I, that was actually one of the things I, I was going to, is that he confessed after the second attack by calling the police. And not only did he confess to this one, but he also confessed to the first set of murders next to the uh, shit plant. <laughs> Water treatment. But yes, uh, so his, his exact words were, I want to report a murder. If you will go one mile east of Columbus Parkway, you will find kids in a brown car. They were shot with a nine millimeter Luger. I also killed those kids last year. Goodbye. So that was right around the corner from the police department that he called. Like the balls on this dude. I mean, it was a few. It was just Mother. a few blocks from the Vallejo Police Department. <sighs> yes. And, but so. This is okay. Nowadays, it's it's nothing for somebody to want to be famous. You know, you have all your influencers that just take pictures of themselves, like I'm famous. Yes, and I have followers. Yes. Well, this guy wanted to be famous before being famous was really a thing. You know, yeah. as far as the only people that were famous back then were movie stars and rock and roll stars, and that was pretty much and then yeah. like politicians, things like that. But outside of that, you didn't have normal everyday people become being famous. crazy yeah <laughs> or they were becoming being famous so. so this guy wanted to be viral before being, being viral, viral was the thing. thing yeah got it got it 
So, so, so the police dispatcher actually released uh, multiple people. One to the, I guess, eventually they got to the payphone. It was left off the hook. And it was dusted for, for prints, of course. Well, the police went straight to the location where they found Darlene uh, Farron and, and Michael Mago, and they transported them to a local hospital. Despite being coded for a very long time, Darlene passed away, but Michael... <laughs> My Michael is crazy. He got shot in. Let me see. I even have it written here. He was shot in the face, neck and chest and survived. This is how he described the killer. 26 to 30 years old, 5'8 and around 200 pounds with light curly brown hair. So they did find boot prints at the scene and shell casings. Um, but besides. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was. Hold on. I'm skipping ahead. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, that's right. So they found boot prints, um, smudged handprint on the car and, and shell casing. So that was it. Sorry. I'm good. Awesome. 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 Sorry. I, I, like I said, I did this research a long time ago. Y'all are getting this entertainment for free. Like, come on now. You get what you paid for. <laughs> you get what you paid for. What do you want from me, man? Um, so I just want to interject real quick. Yeah, just please, with, please do. Just with Otherwise, some stupid, anyway. stupid trivia. Just to get, so, over the years and decades, even there have been so many theories about who this person may be. Yes. Um, overwhelming majority of them being people from central or Northern California mm. living in the Vallejo area, mm -hmm. the San Francisco Bay area, but not, um, there was actually a conspiracy theory that went around on the interwebs no. that Ted Cruz. Yeah. The Senator from not Texas even too suspected. No, I just wanted to get, give you a chance to drink something and, and, you know, get involved in the well, show. But Ted Cruz was uh, one of the most recent people suspected of being the Zodiac Killer. How old was he? Um, when was Ted? I'm he was it. born two years after the first murder. Yet somehow, not only was this a conspiracy theory, but it gained traction. Like there were people that swore upon the fact that Ted Cruz was Zodiac. These people are allowed to vote. There should be and drive. an IQ test and live at the voter registration office. This just proves my No, these people should have been like in Sparta where they were just throwing oh off God. the fucking cliff. People are birth just Because they're just fucking retarded. Yeah, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. Not, I mean, it It has to be the worst. Like, I mean, I've got a list of suspected victims. Some are just dumb, but that's it's pretty bad. So the first letter came. So that was July 4th of um, 1969 that the, the, those murders were committed. So that was the the Blue Blue Rock Springs Park murders. So that was July. Um, less than a month later, August 1st, 1969, three letters were sent to three different newspapers. One was the Viejo Times uh, Herald. Um, two were sent to San Francisco. One to San Francisco Examiner. One to San Francisco Chronicles. Um, all three contained one third of a 408 symbol uh, cryptogram, a cipher, if you will, um, with instructions for all of them posted on the front page. And if they didn't, basically he was going to start killing random people. Like he was going to go around at night and just like pat, 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 and start killing people. As opposed to what he was already doing. So, <laughs> exactly. So the Viejo police department, the police chief more particularly didn't believe him that this was from the killer. 
So he told the Chronicle, the San Francisco Chronicle, to publish it, but publish it on a separate page. So they put it on page four. (laughs) So uh, basically to challenge him. Um, So he wrote a second letter with more details from, oh, and also he asked for more proof. Like if this is the murderer, like give us more proof. So he sent a letter, not to the Chronicle who published it, but to the examiner, the San Francisco examiner with more details about both murders, about the one from Blue Rock Springs, but also the one from um, Lake Herman Road. The the shit. Stuff that wasn't even released to the public by police officers. So this was pretty compelling evidence that this was him. But in this second letter, he did something super fantastic. Do you know what that is, JD? Uh, is this the one where he gave himself a name? He gave himself a motherfucking name. So most serial killers are named. And actually, up until that point, they were calling him the Lover's Lane Killer. I guess he didn't like it because when he wrote his second letter, it was, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Boom. And yeah, every other every other uh, serial killer and mass murderer that we know has been given their nickname by either the media or the police. Yes. You have a... Uh, Ted Kaczynski, who was a Unabomber. You have uh, Night Stalker, uh, Richard Ramirez. You have uh, Son of Sam, um, who was uh, that that dude. I forgot his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, yeah, everybody got their, their names by... The fat dude? Yeah, the fat dude in New York. He was the John Son Wayne of Sam. Casey? No, what? John Wayne Casey was the clown killer. Yeah, that's... I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, they the all, fat dude. Yeah, the fat dude who was son of Sam. <laughs> I can't remember his fucking name. I have his picture. Okay, that's I it. I'm Googling face. it. I'm Googling. That's why Google exists. Oh, that's Facebook. That's not Google. Yeah, that's. But yeah, so Zodiac was the only one to name himself. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you look at the Bay Harbor Butcher, Trinity Killer. You know, they were all given the names by either the media or, or, or the police. I'm looking it up. Serial killer. David Berkowitz. There it is. Thank you. Oh, my God. I would not have been able to sleep tonight had I not gotten that information. Oh, not because there was, there's still potentially a serial killer out there. Oh, he's geriatric. He can <laughs> fuck himself with his fiber. So never, never volunteer in a nursing home. It could be the Zodiac killer. That's the whole point of this story, by the way. All right. So moving on to the next murder, the next known murder by the Zodiac killer. That would be in Lake... Berryessa. So that was September 27th, 1969, uh, just outside of uh, San, uh, Sacramento. There were two college students, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard. So they were picnicking on a little island, a little small island off of the lake uh, Berryessa. And um, it's basically this little island is connected to the twin Oak Ridge by this little like sandbar. So they watch across the sandbar, and apparently, like a lot of people go over there. You know, there it's like a known spot. Um, lots of trees and everything, gorgeous. So um, they were sitting there, and, and actually, uh, this is how it was explained by by Brian Hartnell that he was, you know, sitting on their t- on their little blanket that they had set out and Cecilia Shepard was sitting on the little beach that's there on the island and she kept looking over at this group of trees and he's like what are you doing like what and she's like there's a guy 
there's a guy over there. There's a, I can see him. I can see like the outline of him. So they kept looking at it. And sure enough, a male, like a figure stands up and starts walking towards them. So when it gets closer to them, he described it as a, a man about five foot eight, five foot 10, wearing a black uh, hood, a black like uh, executioner's <laughs> hood sunglasses over it and it came into a bib that was like squared off and inside and the embroidered in white uh, thread was a cross with the circle around it and the guy came up to him and he was pointing a 45 at them and explained that he was an escape prisoner from and at first brian could not remember if it was montana or california eventually they found out that it was deer lodge montana Deer Lodge, Montana. He said he was an escaped prisoner from Deer Lodge, Montana. He really just needed their money and their car to keep going to Mexico. That his car broke down and that's what he needed. So he had clothesline with him. He instructed Cecilia Shepard to tie up um, Brian Hartnell, tie his hands up, bind them well. So as soon as she did, the, the guy... The assailant tied up Cecilia's hands and he was checking their straps and he realized Brian's were a little loose, but stepped back and they thought that's it. Like they really thought that he was just a thief and he was going to take off. He sets the gun down. He pulls out a 12 inch hunting knife and starts stabbing. So he started with Brian because his bindings being loose, probably uh, stabbed him six times and then turned on Cecilia Shepard and stabbed her 10. So Brian six, Cecilia 10. He slowly walked away. They were alive, both of them. When he walked away, um, he left them there to bleed out, basically. Walked back to Brian's car and wrote down Viejo. Um, he wrote down Viejo twelve twenty. 68, which is the time of the Lake Herman Road murders. 7469, which is the site of the uh, Blue Rock Springs murders. And September 27th, 69 at 6.30 p.m. by knife, which is the third murders. And he carved the... Uh, or I'm sorry, didn't carve it. He had a marker. He wrote it in marker. I and then wrote the uh, the symbol, the, the cross yes. of the circle around it as well. That is and I think it's pronounced Vallejo. Is it? It's Viejo. It's Vallejo, California. It's Viejo. I'm going to pronounce it Viejo because, again, you're not paying for this. Um, At at 7.40 p.m., which is about an hour after the murders, the Napa County Sheriff's Office received a phone call from the killer, again from the payphone, again right around the corner from the Sheriff's Office, confessing to killing. First he said one, but then said two. I want to I want to confess to committing a murder. Nope, two murders. Um, told him the generalized location. At the time, he was calling a man and his son that were near fishing nearby. Heard screaming. Um, they went and found both of the victims on the ground. They got a hold of the rangers that came out. Um, Cecilia died two days later in the intensive care after fighting for her life. Um, but due to her injury, injuries, she did succumb. And then um, Brian Hartnell actually survived to identify at least somewhat of the the victim. And again, third vic- third murder set and third time boot prints. Um, at this point, the 
Police officers speculated the boot prints actually looked like military boots. So that was the first time that it was like, you know what? These actually look like military grade boots. And when they compared it to the other two crime scenes, the size was comparable. And so was the imprint. So all of them, they were like, mm, this kind of looks like military boots. I don't, I don't know if you're, you were planning on covering it, but yeah, it was uh, later found that they matched the soles of uh, Navy boots that were issued. And there are Navy bases. So there's there, it could have gone one of several ways where these boots ended up in a military surplus where somebody purchased them. Yeah. Or, or, or it could have been a Navy <laughs> uh, individual himself. Exactly. Which, uh, yeah. But one of the things about the forensic evidence that they couldn't get was his fingerprints. And even in one of his letters, he says, you're never going to find my fingerprints because he used model airplane glue on his fingers. And, which explains the smudging. Like when they did look at the photo booths or the, the pay phones, I mean, um, there was actually handprints but they were smudged for the most part even on the car i guess he'd pressed his palm and written but there was a partial print and a partial palm prints there because i guess he leaned up as he was writing so let's get to the last known victim of of the zodiac killer so this is uh presidio heights murder this was october 11th 1969 a taxi cab driver 28 year old taxi cab driver by the name of paul stein um picked up a fare uh near the union station in san francisco with uh instructions to take him to washington and maple street in presidio heights so we don't know why but he actually took him to Washington and Cherry, which is like one block further than Maple. So no one knows exactly why he did that. If he knew he was in under duress and that's why he went a little further was trying to find someone because he went one block further and there was three teenage girls standing on the other side of the street that witnessed what I'm about to tell you. So this was at 9.55 PM. There was three teenagers um, standing there and they saw the assailant put a nine millimeter gun in the back of Paul Stein's head, pull the trigger. He gets out. He wipes down the vehicle, wipes down the cab inside and outside. And, uh, and then he walks away back down to where he asked to be dropped off back down towards Washington and Maple. So the assailant, uh, took Stein's keys, his wallet, and actually tore off a piece of his bloodied, uh, shirt tail. So after he stabbed, uh, after he shot him, he actually ripped off part of his shirt and took it with him. So the teenagers called the police while the crime was happening. One of them ran inside and called the police because back then there was no cell phones. There was no like pictures, nothing. So like cell phones. So one of them ran inside to call 911 or whatever it was at the time. They didn't even have 911. I was about to say, they called the police and uh, the police showed up not long after he was gone. While the cops were en route, they actually saw a man not far from the crime scene get in, walk up like calmly with his hands in his pockets, walk. He was walking down the sidewalk, walked up the staircase to in a like a, a building like that had multiple houses, like almost like an apartment, but nicer. Like, um, and they were going to stop and ask him questions. They even like pulled over and stopped and were watching him walk into the building. But the dispatcher, for some reason, identified the suspect as a black male. 
since he didn't meet the description, the police officers drove off, but they did see him. They did see the man. So between they did a composite sketch, multiple, actually, and they all wound up looking the same between the three teenagers and the two police officers. And they all matched. And this is their description between five, eight to five, 10 white male with a crew cut hair. The teenager suspected that he was between 25 and 30 and the officer said between 35 and 45. Um, a sketch artist was brought in on multiple times to get multiple statements. And again, they all looked comparable. Um, they at first thought it was a robbery turned homicide until two days later when the San Francisco Chronicles received a Zodiac letter taking credit for the murder. Um, so he did mention the bloodstained shirt, which the police officers had not told the press and the three teenagers didn't even see happening. They, they couldn't see it from their perspective. Um, so when he wrote the letter saying it was me and this is what I did, this should prove it. Um, there were also several times between then and now that he actually sent in pieces of the bloodstained shirt. You're covering like everything I have. I'm sorry. Out. Like, I'm sorry. But there, like I said, there, <laughs> there was a partial print at the time. Um, they did match a potential partial print that on one of the payphones. So, so that just kind of furthers on all of this. Um, they also, I don't know if I should say this now. <laughs> I don't have it broken out. Um, the there were the letters they actually helped. They kept the envelopes and also did DNA testing on the envelopes. So there because he licked. The envelopes like a dumbass. Well, there wasn't DNA back then, so it wasn't that he was being a dumbass. It was just like, but they kept no... it. But they kept it because they were like, okay. But eventually, they did get DNA off of it. So after this, these are the known murders by the Zodiac killer. After this, uh, he actually did send in various letters, uh, lots of cryptograms. Um, so. <sighs> He threatened to blow up a bus. He said that he gave like basically um what do you call it? Like where it's like this latitude, this longitude. He gave like a an exact location of a bomb that was or not really. Yeah, like he gave coordinates of certain things. He also gave um I'm going to plant a landmine and in two years someone's gonna step on it. <laughs> Um, he also wrote a letter saying that he'd shot another man in a parked car with a 38. Two days prior to that, uh, Sergeant Richard. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Am I taking all your shit? No, just just real quick. So he shot somebody with a 22, mm -hmm. nine millimeter, mm -hmm. 45, uh -huh. 38. And he stabbed some people. Yeah. And. Yeah. I really wish I lived back in the 60s because obviously <laughs> firearms were inexpensive enough to where you could own multiple calibers and not... But know. him killing that sergeant was completely un unsubstantiated. They, so, think, they think he was just, you know... So let's... uh For for time constraints and everything, Super. let's work with uh, what? the... the um, time constraints. I'm halfway through and I've got lots of stuff. No, uh, we need to start working with the uh, suspects, and not yet. First, we got to go over the potential victims. So, in his letters, he actually did talk about thirty-seven victims. But before we get into that, because I am on continued letters, we're going to go over some of the deciphers that they've had through the years. Did you want to talk about that one? Did you have it on there? No. Okay, super. 
So several have been deciphered through the years. Uh, One said, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. This, they believe, came from a book called The Most Dangerous Game, where a guy actually takes people out to his island and hunts and kills them. So that's one. Uh, another one said, uh, they deciphered and it said, why not me? There's another one that said, Labor Day, fine, 45.069 Nort. He misspelled a lot of things. Uh, 58.719 West. Um, and it said, wipe out a school bus. That's where apparently the location of where he bombed a school bus is going to happen. Never happened. Maybe his bombs didn't work. Maybe he's just shitty at his job. I don't know. Um, there was one that a... So this one was in theory deciphered, but it didn't make sense. It said, my name is, and it was K-A-Y-R. So then it caused a lot of speculation that he misspelled Kane, his own last name. And that leads eventually, and I'll bring this up later, to one of the potential suspects. Just saying. All right. You want to get to the potential victims? So before we do that, the, the majority of the letters he did were all in ciphers. It wasn't just A B C D. It was it was shit that and um, they were all cryptos. Like the, the first cipher was actually um solved by a teacher and his wife. That's true. Um and they were the ones that brought up the 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 movie and book, The Most Dangerous Game, that led them other directions. But yeah, it was actually just a teacher that saw the stuff in the newspaper. It was like, Hey, I can figure this shit out. He deciphered it from home. That's yeah. Fucking within, impressive. Within, within a few days. That is freaking impressive. Very impressive. Good for them. So potential murder. So the Zodiac killer has claimed 37 victims, but nothing has been completely substantiated, which is why it is on this list. Um, there's some that maybe should have been substantiated based on evidence, but we'll we'll go over that. So one of them is Robert George Jamingos. He's 18, and Lydia Faye Edwards, 17. They were shot and killed on June 4th, 1963. So this was, what, five years before the first yeah. known killing? Um, it was on a beach near... Gaviata. Um, there were some very specific similarities between the murders of them and attacks by the Zodiac killer on Lake uh, Berryhas or Berryessa. So, um, so they were thinking that maybe it was the same killer, uh, same thing, stabbed. But these people were actually bagged up, and he actually tried to burn their bodies. But he was unsuccessful. <laughs> I guess whoever this killer was, he didn't do a real good job of burning he the failed, body. Yeah, he failed fire starting in, in yes. Cub Scouts. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, the most prolific, the most well-known potential Zodiac killing was uh, Sherry Jo Bates. So Sherry Jo Bates left her house, went to a a library to do some research for school. And uh, she left the library at 9 p.m. That's when it closed. Um, walked to Ricard. This was October 30th, 1966. So less than two years before the first known murders by the Zodiac killer. 
So she was a Riverside college student. This was in Riverside, California. Um, Bates possible connection to Zodiac only appeared five years later after her murder, when he wrote a letter to the San Francisco Chronicles saying, um, I do have, I do have to give credit to stumbling across my Riverdale activities. Um, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there. So that was in March 13th, 1971 that the Zodiac killer wrote this. So, she was actually stabbed so many times. The person almost completely beheaded her. Almost. Was he stabbed her in the neck? Yeah, she's just, just the neck. Hey, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out Harry Potter, nearly headless Nick, whereas like it's attached by skin. That was basically her. So yeah, I don't know. He stabbed her a lot. Like I believe it was like 31 times or something crazy. But yeah, most of it was in the <laughs> Those chest, are rookie numbers. chest, face, and neck area. So there you go, which actually the Zodiac Killer does really focus on the head, head, chest, and neck. I mean, he has every intention of killing him. We just had a couple of dudes get rural lucky. But mainly, it seems like he's focusing on women. So, so yeah, that was a potential one. And like I said, he kind of took credit for it. So there was another person who was actually in the list of potential suspects that they thought was the Zodiac Killer because they thought he was the most closely related to Sherry Joe Bates as far as being a like psycho ex-boyfriend type of situation. And they thought that he was the killer of her and thus the Zodiac killer. But the DNA testing Gosh. and hand and fingerprints um, for the Sherry Joe Bates and or whatever and the Zodiac killings, um, they didn't match up. He didn't match up to anything, basically. So there you go. Um, so he was deemed not the killer, but the reason they aren't blaming this on the Zodiac killer, even though he took credit for it was because the partial poem or like, I don't remember. There was some evidence they found at the crime scene of Sherry Joe Bates that they said didn't quite match up. And I believe it was a partial palm print. Um, they said didn't really quite match up to the, the Sherry Joe Bates and like the, or the, um, Zodiac killing, but they also took it off a phone booth. So there's a lot of people who use phone booths. Yeah, there's so the outside of a car. Yeah. And, and he took and credit phone for booths. It. There's palm prints and fingerprints and all kinds of shit from so many people. Exactly. Plus, he was already seen at the at the taxi um wiping the car down. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So he's generally but the fact that he took credit meticulous. for it, and the fact that he took credit for it, it's like it's pop they believe it was his first and they believe that's why he stabbed her so many times. He wasn't sure how much it would take the to emotion. kill her. Probably the emotion. And yes. The and adrenaline, and the they also believe it was spontaneous. So we're going to get back to that. So Donna and last who's 25. She was last seen on September 6, 1970. So this was after the actual gnome killings of the Zodiac killer. So this was in this on, on the state line of Nevada, California, Nevada state line. Um, there was a postcard bearing an advertisement for the Forest Pines condominiums, which is near Lake Tahoe, which is where this is. Um, and he pasted letters onto it and sent it to the Chronicle on March 22nd of 1971, which was all, I mean, not a year past this, but months past this. Um, but no evidence has been recovered. The body has not been recovered. What they did find Believe it or not, why are you looking at your phone? I'm talking to you. Your son is texting me. 
Uh, okay. So what they did find was a fake grave site. There was a tombstone with her last name on it, and there were rocks. So they un they took the rocks out and dug. There was no body there. So they never found evidence. They never found a body. So no one really knows what happened to Donna and Lass. Nobody. Even to this day, it is a cold case. But they are saying that there wasn't substantial evidence to prove it was the Zodiac killer. Um, the next one is, and this one, the victim herself believes it was the Zodiac killer. And that's what's that's why she's on this list. He, so let's get into this. So this is uh, Kathleen Jones. She was um, a 22-year-old with her 10-month-old daughter, and she was also pregnant at the time. She was driving down um, Highway 132, and some car came up behind her. And like this is out of Modesto, California, came up behind her, flashing his lights. Like, what is going on? So she pulls over, and the guy gets out of the car, comes up to her door, and says, "Hey, um, your back right wheel is vibrating. Like, it looks like it's gonna fall off. Like, so I'm willing to fix it for you if you're okay with that." And she was like, "Yeah, that would be great. Thanks." So she doesn't get out of the car. She rolls back up her window. He fixes the tire, and she like waves and then takes off. Um, about a mile down the road, not even, um, her, her wheel comes off. Same wheel, same wheel he was fixing comes off. He's behind them. Hey, wanted to follow you for a little bit. Make sure everything was okay. I saw your wheel come off. I can take you to a local garage. And she's just like, that would be great. Thanks. So her and her daughter, her infant I daughter. Been like, I would have been like, yeah, thanks for fixing, fixing it the first time, <laughs> dick bag. Um, so... She gets in his car and he starts driving and he keeps driving, passes multiple gas stations, multiple like car places. And she starts getting worried. So she's trying to get out. He's got the doors locked. Um, he takes them on a basically a joyride in a direction that she's not even aware of. Um, but it's around the Stockton and um, partisan area of California. He's taking them for a drive. So this is the thing. He basically takes a, so he takes them for an hour and a half past all of these places. And, um, so she thinks she's going to die. So anyway, she somehow escapes and, um, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm like, I don't have my notes for this one with me. Oh, you but anyway, she's, shame. her and her daughter somehow escape. They get to a police station. And um, when they get to the police station, she saw sketches of the Zodiac killer from the Paul Stein case and said it was the exact same person. So this is the thing was that's why she thinks it is. As soon as she saw the sketches, she flips the fuck out and was like, that's him. That's the guy. But she somehow escaped, thank God, got to the gas station or got to the police station. And um, and when she saw the sketches, she was like, that's him. What's so, what I find so fascinating about Zodiac, and, and this is assuming let's just let's just go with the assumption that it is one guy. You know, there are theories that it's multiple people. We're not gonna delve into that because there's yeah. just too much time well, yeah, 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 to, yeah, yeah, to go yeah, through yeah. all that. So, so let's just assume that it is one guy. Most of the serial killers that you ever have have a very specific mo where they go after. This guy's all over the fucking map. Yeah, You're absolutely same, right. Same, same color hair, same style hair, same 
area. Yeah. You know, there's always so many similarities. And yes. outside of the fact that of of the three lovers land attacks, um, you know, there was there was the there was the the taxi driver. There's these random ones that he's been associated with, maybe not completely uh, tied to, but at least there's been speculation. But there's nothing really that that ties these people together. Different weapons, different yeah. ways of killing them. If you go to, if you believe that that the 1963 murders was him, completely with different way of killing them and disposing of the bodies, bagging and burning them. Uh, it's just all over the fucking place. So it was like, did this guy just not know how he wanted to do it, or was he just because most of the time these serial killers are, I hate I hate to say it, but a lot of them are geniuses. Yeah, but they're also obsessive compulsive, where things have to be done a specific way in a specific order. Like like those people that have to open the door three times to get out, or or like me, the DVDs have to be alphabetized, or else your <laughs> eye fucking twitches. So. I, I just find it fascinating. Oh, so, that, so that the he's Zodiac Killer's the... an OCD? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He's not. He's obviously not OCD because he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and it doesn't bother him whatsoever. Oh my gosh, man. I do believe he took credit for that at one point. I'm trying to find the direct quote that tied it to the Kathleen Jones case, but I do believe that the Zodiac Killer actually did take credit for the Kathleen Jones case. I'm trying to find the direct quote, which I have not been able to find. I should have God dang it. So unprepared for this. Should have freaking screenshotted it. I'm so pissed off at my fucking self. But I do remember, I do believe that there was something that he actually did confess to as far as the, the, yeah, the Kathleen Jones case. I do, I do believe that he did take credit for it. And I don't, I don't know if you covered it, but when he sent the, uh, when he sent uh, some of the letters in, he actually sent pieces of the bloodied clothing from his victims in. To the police with some of these letters as well, yes. which is stuff that they are yeah, also mm-hmm. uh, going to be DNA testing, but nothing has led them to the killer, unfortunately. Yeah. So who of everybody do you think is the killer and why? Well, we're about to get into the possible suspects. Are y'all ready? Fun, fun, fun. So there's quite a few. Um, I think I have 18. <laughs> Holy there's shit. 18 possible suspects. That's not including the Ted Cruz thing because that's just so much stupid. So I'm going to talk to the most prevalent um, and explain why they think that. So the first one and the most prolific when you talk to the Viejo Police Department and the investigator that is in charge of it, the one he thought that was at fault for it was Arthur Lee Allen. And this is why. There was no evidence. He just said the this, uh, oh, what's his name? Detective Tushi. He said when he met him, as soon as he met him, he knew he was guilty. Like, as soon as he met him. So this is the thing. It's, it's the cop hunch. Look. They so even it's did, legit science. They even did a, a legitimate, like, Netflix docuseries about this. I'm telling you right now, it's not him. And this is why. Not one, not one victim of the Zodiac Killer was sexually assaulted. Arthur Lee Allen was guilty. But he was guilty of pedophilia. He was convicted and served time for multiple cases of child sexual crimes, mostly with little boys. Okay, so just because he killed somebody doesn't mean he he wants to fuck them. You know, he likes fucking little kids. He was also and he likes killing older ones. He was also in jail at the time of one of the murders. So I'm just saying, he's it's not him. 
But the detectives are absolutely convinced because of where he was living. And he's, oh, he's the quiet man that everyone says he gets along with. He met the profile, but it, I don't think it was him. They had no evidence proving it was him. It was all substantial. Su- su- circumstantial. Circumstantial because he lived in that area and he was a sketchy fucking dude. The guy was a freaking serial child molester. Yeah, he's a sketchy fucking dude. Get over it. Okay. I then, wish he was a victim. The next one. My name is K-A-Y-R. And one of the investigators who found this evidence believed it was Lawrence K, K-A-Y-E, who eventually changed his name to Kane, K-A-N-E. Um, so this actually ties back into the Kathleen Jones case. Um, he claimed, um, she claimed to be abducted by the Zodiac Killer. But... Kane looks like the sketch, so they put him in a lineup. So when she saw him in a lineup, she's like, yeah, he kind of looks like that guy. So they're like, oh, she identified him. No, I didn't say it was him. I said it looks similar to that guy. And he looks similar to the Zodiac killing picture. So she identified the fact that it looked like this guy in a lineup, and they ran with it. So this patrol officer, Don uh, Falk, he... uh, who's possibly observed the Zodiac killer following the murder of Paul, Paul Stein said that Kane closely resembled the man um, that they encountered. So, <laughs> so let's, let's, and this is the thing. Kane closely resembled the, a, or I'm sorry, uh, Kane worked at the same Nevada hotel as another potential victim. That's Donna Lass. Donna Lass was never proven to be a Zodiac killer case. So he worked at the same hotel as a potential murder victim. I think he's, is he, is he a murderer? Maybe, maybe he killed Donna Lass. Maybe he tried to kill Kathleen Jones. You're talking about two cases that weren't even proven to be the Zodiac killer. Two separate cases, not even confirmed to be the Zodiac killer. So to me, could he have killed Donna Lass? Could this be a separate case? Yeah. Does it automatically make him the Zodiac killer? So let's just no. say, just go back to the the name being misspelled. If, if and and y'all can go and, and research the, just look up the the deciphered um, <gasps> oh, things. Welcome back. Oh, it like yeah. zone down, zone down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look up the the deciphered letters that have been decoded and everything like that. And and, yeah. and using a three forty cipher isn't something where it's simple as as okay plugging this, them in and yeah, it's, yeah it's, it. there's a lot of yeah steps to make Crazy. one single letter Fucking so so having typos or would be pretty common yeah so you think so it was Kane? i think it's possible mm. if using that i don't circumstantial evidence i don't of course you don't i have my own theory of course you do Ding. okay so there was others um that i'm i'm not really going to get into just because i don't think the evidence was there i think it was all circumstantial i don't think that there was anything finite i don't think there was anything definitive that would honestly in my brain say you know what this guy could be a fucking killer except for a few in february 2014 it was reported that uh lewis joseph myers had confessed to a friend in 2001 13 years prior that he was a zodiac killer after learning that he was dying from cirrhosis of the liver, he requested that his friend named Randy Kinney uh, go to police upon his death. 13 years later, he dies. Robert Kinney goes straight to the police. 
So Myers died in 2000. Oh, I'm sorry. Myers died in 2002. He didn't go straight to the police. He waited a few years because I guess he didn't believe him. I don't know because it's his friend. It's his best friend. Like who thinks their best friend's a fucking serial killer? But Kenny alleged um, that uh, he had that he had been he claimed that since 2003 he was trying to get a hold of police, but no one took him seriously. But in 2013 or 14 that um, finally someone was willing to listen to him and report it. But he's claiming he went right away, but he's also claiming that like no one was taking him seriously. There's pretty substantial evidence. Uh, I mean, not evidence per se, but there's some sketchy shit here. So there are several potential connections between Myers and the Zodiac Killer. Myers attended the same high school as the original victims, uh, David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. So boom. The original known victims of the Zodiac Killer went to the same high school as him. That's pretty intense. That's circumstantial. Nah, try again. Victim number two, the second murders on Blue Rock Springs, which was uh, Darlene Farron. He worked at the same restaurant as her. She was a waitress. He was a line cook. He worked with her. That's two victims that he just happened to be in contact with that died. Circumstantial. It gets worse. During uh, 1971 to 1973 period, when the Zodiac Killer's letters weren't received, Myers was stationed overseas in the... Navy. Navy. Hey, I'm just saying. Still circumstantial. Just I'll think it's him. Uh, Kenny says that Myers confessed to targeting them because he was pissed off. He had a girl break his heart. And so anyone who was in a, what seemed like, uh, in flagrante, that it, what? and he basically targeted lovers' lanes to kill people who were banging so that, because he wanted revenge because he had had his heart broken, basically. And flagrante means a, a, a banging. So does it now? <laughs> so, uh, and he, he lived in the areas, everything lined up, the boots lined up. Of course he died and they didn't take him seriously for 10 years. So his body has been in a fucking grave since then. So it's not like they've exhumed the bodies, check fingerprints, DNA, anything like that. So, and in fact, to this day, he's like, I don't think they're actually taking me seriously and actually taking him as a potential suspect. So, while officers associated with the case are speculative, they believe the story is credible enough to investigate, but have yet to pull the body up to take any any evidence whatsoever. Well, there's a lot, a lot that goes. Yeah, into I get that. Body. I get Even that. if there's but no family, is, just going through the state and the counties. But that was like 2014. That, they finally listened to him. 2014 they've had years to get approval to exhume the body like this is a potential zodiac killer so that is the one that i honestly and i think it was him like who confesses to a murder they didn't do that is nuts like who does that and the fact it that happens more he often was than you'd think though. there that he was there for the first two known victims that's crazy talk i mean every time there's there's crazy newsworthy murders there's people that are claiming it because they want their 15 minutes honey he told him in 2001 and told him not to tell anyone until he was dead it just adds a mystique it gives him it gives him some he's gonna die it gives him some kind of legacy this was over 30 years after the crimes were committed and he's like hey by the way i just need to tell somebody because i'm dying of cirrhosis of the liver 
I need to tell someone that I fucking, I'm the Zodiac killer. So he dies a year later and this guy tries and tries and tries and tries to get someone to take him seriously and tries. No one will listen to him. And finally in 2014, they do. So what happens if, if the guy that died didn't tell his buddy anything? His buddy's just like, you know what? I'm going to make up this fucking story. I think the evidence in and of itself is. It's all circumstantial. It is, but it's pretty compelling. Compelling, but. Compelling. It's would, it hold up, would it hold up in court? No, but that's why they need to exhume the body. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. No, I have to go through Gary Gary Francis' post. That was the whole oh. point of this. So shut okay, the fuck up. Okay. You turn that stupid shit off. Last one, and this is the reason I started this fucking show, even though he's trying to cut me off like it's the fucking Amies. On October 6th of 2021, the Case Breakers, an independent group of 40 former law enforcement from military, police, FBI. So they're these like internet sleuths. They claim that this guy, Gary Francis Post, he died. Um, so the case breakers have requested that the police test the Zodiac killer's DNA evidence and fingerprinting to match Gary Francis Post. When the guy died and they went through his house, his stepkids that said that he was very abusive to their mom, that he always had like this posse around him, you know, all these different kinds of guns. He, they even saw him create a bomb, like a, like a pipe bomb. And they turned it in and he turned it into like a functional fucking bomb. They said he was crazy. So they were investigating his house. They called these, I guess they, these case breakers or whatever. He had a dark room in his house, a hidden dark room in his house. They, these case breakers are claiming that the pictures in and of itself prove without a shadow of a doubt that he's the killer. Let's add a little, little extra oomph on top of that. Are you ready? Okay. A potential victim, not a confirmed victim, Sherry Joe Bates. At the scene of the crime, they actually found a watch covered in paint, house paint. Random house paint, random watch, couldn't be traced, but they did get a hair off of it. They did get ev- DNA off evidence off of it, but they didn't get any other evidence off of it. Um, and of course, they didn't match anything. They didn't have a database back then. You know, it didn't match anything back then. So um, Gary Francis Post was actually a house painter. So she thinks that lines up. So we've got the watch. We've got whatever's in the dark room that they're not freaking telling us. <laughs> so... Um, also, he had an exorbitant amount of guns. Before his passing, he knew he was going to die. And so he started giving his guns out to friends, neighbors, everything. The case breakers have talked to the police. They want DNA evidence taken from his home. They want the pictures from the dark room taken into evidence. And they also want the guns to be tested for potential murder weapons. Um, the police have said we're taking it into account, but they have not released official statement because of course that would be unfair. And I completely understand that would be unfair to the victims and their families and everyone by saying speculatively, this is him, you know? So they said that they're going to be investigating, but they also said that about my guy who I think is the actual killer, which is, uh, uh, Luis Joseph Myers. So same thing. We're going to look into it. They have not released anything. And the problem is, is just going by the letter of the law, actually getting warrants to do certain things. You can't just use 
Yeah, they went to the same high school. Yeah. And and he well, worked with another one I know. of the victims. You and, know, and, um, the circumstantial stuff, it's really hard to get Gary a warrant Francis to actually go Post, and taste things. Gary Francis Post was in the Air Force. He wasn't in the Navy, but he was in the Air Force. So they said, oh, look, the boots He's will innocent. Match. He's in the Air Force. Oh, dear God, man. But they were like, oh, the boots will match. He's in the Air Force. It's kind of similar to the Navy boots, right? He was... He... It's, you know what they're trying to they're trying to show pictures of him right before he died and trying to compare it to the sketches from 40 years ago it doesn't it doesn't work that way so when they're comparing the pictures I don't see it but I wouldn't see it it's 40 fucking years difference like use a picture from back then like it's crazy what they're trying to do yeah yeah so you think it's that dude you think it's the dude? I think it's Myers I think it's Myers and I'm sorry if his family is out there and I'm just saying that it's if I mean it's pretty compelling. <clears throat> I don't think it's Gary Francis Post. And I went into this thinking I was gonna be convinced that it was Gary Francis Post. But then again, one, they are not getting into really a lot of things. They're not getting into they're like, oh, we found other evidence, including the dark room. But what's in the dark room? What are those pictures? They're not even telling you what it is. Like well, up until the very, very no, no, recent no, no. Past, I'm talking about the case breakers. People said that. did have dark rooms in their houses. My grandfather had, you know, developed his own. But they're not stuff, saying but... what it is. They're not saying what the evidence is exactly. So I'd love to say, all oh, these people got it. They fucking nailed it. But they're not telling us any specific DNA evidence that they're talking about. They're never. Ta- they're not talking about what they found as far as evidence in his basement. They're not talking about the evidence in his dark room. So I'm saying, the, the, I don't know if if the the simple possession of a dark room is there. No, no, no. Thing, they said what like, was in the dark room. Like, does it have pictures of the victims? That might be compelling, but they're not telling us. So to me, yeah. To me, I'd say Myers is the more reasonable. Honestly, I think. Who do you think it is? I think Zodiac is multiple people not working together. I think there was. The one you the think initial. it took credit for other people's shit? I think there was an initial and then there was a copycat. Because this is and my- one or the other was taking credit. I think the Zodiac killer may have killed some people. I think he wanted to be scarier than he was, and I think he took credit for things that weren't his. Yeah. And and good for and I mean, if that's what boosted his ego, I guess good for you, man. But these are her pretty horrific crimes that none of them have actually been solved. So it's either one person and it's one serial killer that they have not been able to find, or it is a dozen victims or whatever that no one has solved. So put in the comments you Justin. think it would be or what your theories may be. Um, be sure, uh, put some links in there with, with some some other data or something if you want. Uh, we'll make sure we go back and we look at all that stuff. Check actually, it all out. Yeah, put it in the comments, anything that you think, and I will do the research. And if there's something compelling, I'll, I'll do a follow-up. I'm cool with that. And uh, don't forget to uh, like and share this page, the Facebook page. Uh, we You can find us on all of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. What's etc.? Um, again, and more and stuff. And things. Yep. <laughs> but we need to get out of here. We will see you again next week. Uh, we will be having some new guests here coming up pretty shortly. So we'll look forward to that. There's going to be some fun things. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, we have our uh, wedding anniversary coming up soon. We have some other stuff coming up. So lots of cool things in our future. That y'all just get to come on to the ride. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about it, but we do. So we're going to make you give a fuck about it. Yep. 
So uh, we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a great day. We love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Ah, uh, the mouse isn't working. So hi, we're still here. We're leaving. Oh, hello. All right, bye.